The name of the message tonight is The Father Declared. The Father Declared. And this will be the last message in this study of John chapter 17. It it has been in no way exhaustive. (laughs) There is so much still there, beloved. I could go through this whole section again with you, and we'd see things that we never saw before. It's just exhaust the, the Bible. You cannot exhaust the scriptures. You just cannot. But what we've learned has been tremendous and wonderful, hasn't it? It's been wonderful. Oh my. It's just this this study has been so rich for me and so enjoyable and so incredible to know how much the Father loves us, how much Christ loves us. And how much the Holy Spirit of God loves us. It's been absolutely incredible. And to know that God planned and purposed our salvation, chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, and has loved us with an unchanging, eternal love has been absolutely incredible. And we believe it, don't we? Because... The Word of God says it. We don't understand it all. And the little bit of understanding we have of it, it just makes our minds just, it blows our minds away, doesn't it? At how much God truly loves us. My, oh my. Now we've journeyed through this chapter for 29 weeks. Tonight will be the 30th week that we've journeyed through this chapter, this study of the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's been absolutely amazing. Let's look at the context of our verse tonight, which will be the last verse in this chapter. Let's read from verse 20 to 26. The scriptures declare, and I have declared unto them thy name and will... Oh, I'm sorry. I went too far. 19, or 20, I mean 20 to 26. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. They all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. In the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me Be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name. And will declare it for that Declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. My, what a verse. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Beloved, that's Christ in us, the hope of glory. My, oh my. And that love... That's spoken of here. God sheds it abroad in our hearts, the scriptures say. See, the one thing, you've heard me say this many times, the one thing that Satan can't counterfeit, he can counterfeit a lot of things. It's proven out there with all the religion out there, right? But he can't counterfeit the love of God in Christ. The love that we have for one another, the love that we have for the Father, the love that we have for Christ, the love that we have for his gospel, he can't counterfeit that. 
Now, man can be very religious and yet not know Christ. Man can know doctrine and not know Christ. Right doctrine. Many have sat under the gospel for years and years and not knowing Christ. Our dear brother, you sat under it for years. And then the Lord revealed himself to you. Praise be to God. Some of us was just out in the world. And God led us to hear the gospel. Saved us. Some of us were saved out of religion. In the bondage of religion. And then we heard a preacher preach the gospel. We rejoiced. As the Holy Spirit made it effectual, we're born again by his almighty power. Now in chapter 18, right after this chapter, look at verse 1. Our Lord crosses over Cedron and enters into the garden. Look at verse 1 of chapter 18 of John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden into the which he entered and his disciples. Now, John Gill bought something that really interesting in this. <clears throat> I didn't include it in my notes, but it's worth saying. He said that Christ went into the garden and Adam had fallen in the garden. <laughs> and Christ is the second Adam in full obedience to God. Isn't that amazing? And that's where they take him from. That's where they take him from. A garden. Now we know that garden is called Gethsemane because over in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, it says, Then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here, will I go and pray yonder? That's Matthew 26, 36. Then in chapter 19 of John, let's turn there. Our Lord is crucified in the room and place of his people. And this is shortly after this high priestly prayer, too. Very shortly after this high priestly prayer. Our Lord's crucified in the room and place of his people to suffer. The wrath of God that was due us fell upon him. And he redeemed his people by his precious, precious blood. Look at. John 19, verses 16 to 19. Then delivered he him, Pilate delivered him unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which in the Hebrew which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Outside the city, outside the camp, where they crucified him. They nailed him to a cross. He's totally innocent. He's totally... Now, there was one who was supposed to die with those two thieves, right? Called Barabbas. But somebody's going to die in his place. And he was, the law had found him absolutely guilty, right? He was already sentenced. He was condemned to die. Beloved, what did the law of God find us? Sentenced. Condemned. That's why Paul writes, There's now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. The law of God found us guilty. Guilty as charged, just like the the Hebrew law found, found Barabbas guilty as charged. And here is an innocent one dying. One who's not guilty of anything. One who's absolutely sinless, spotless. But he's doing it, beloved, for you and I. And for all the elect of all the ages. And the scripture says in Isaiah that he shall not fail, the Messiah shall not fail. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He's the sent one of God. And he is on a mission. And he must finish that mission. 
Oh, he says in John 17, verse 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I finished the work which thou sentest me to do. And now here we see, let's continue reading this. Where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one in Jesus in the midst. Again, that ties into the verse we looked at last week, which is amazing. And, his, and Pilate, look what Pilate wrote, a title and put on it on the cross and writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. He is the true king of spiritual Israel. He's our king, isn't he? And we bow to him. Willingly we bow to him. We've been made willing, but now we willingly bow, don't we? We willingly name him as our king. We willingly proclaim that he's the only savior of sinners. He saved us. He can save all who come to him, can he? Will everyone come to him? No. None of us would by nature. That's why we have to be made willing, beloved, in the day of God's power. Now let's go down to verse 28 and read to verse 34. And here's our Lord. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar. They filled the sponge with vinegar and put upon it hyssop and put it to his mouth. They didn't even give him water. Stuck vinegar. I used to have to drink, drink um, apple cider vinegar to stop pains in my legs. You know how awful that stuff tastes? It's, 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 it's not very fun. It, it, it puckers you. My, oh, my. And they gave it to him. And they said, he said, I thirst. And they gave him a sponge full of vinegar. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, look at these words. It is finished. Perfect. Complete. Now, finished there means perfect. Why does man think he has to add something to the perfect, finished work of Christ? We were there, weren't we? Yeah, it's our depravity, brother. We were all there, weren't we? It's, it's depravity that makes us think that way. It's our nature in our natural state. But after the Lord saves us, after we're regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, our whole outlook on that changes, doesn't it? We look at these words as three of the most precious words ever spoken. It is finished. Hallelujah, right? Our salvation's complete, beloved. There's absolutely nothing for us to do. We just look to Christ, don't we? We just look to him. And tonight we're going to find out why we look to him. <clears throat> because of work of the Son and the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, my. He said, it is finished. Now, look at that. He voluntarily gave up the ghost, right? And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He gave his life for us, beloved. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first. Now, the reason they did that is to bring death speedily upon those who were being crucified if they were still alive. Because they would push up with their legs. And if, and yeah, but if you, if you cut, broke their legs, suffocate. So we see here they broke, broke the legs of the first and then the other. So they were both still alive when Christ died which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side. What came out, beloved? Blood. The blood of the lamb. 
the blood of the Lamb. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sins, right? Huh? They pierced his side, and forward there came out blood and water. Look at that. So that's the setting of this high priestly prayer. Right before our Lord goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and right before he goes to the cross. Because we know they came and take him, took him away while he was in Gethsemane. And he knows exactly what's coming. He's God. He knows. He knows exactly what's coming. He knows exactly. He knows, he knows he's the Lamb of God. Right? He knows who he is. My, oh, my. He's the Lamb of God. He knows why he came. He knows what's coming. And we see him in the garden praying for himself first as we went through the study, the first five verses. And then from 6 to 19, he prays for the apostles. And then from 20 to 26 of this high priestly prayer, he prays for us. We who would believe on the words of the apostles and all the elect of all the ages as well. My... He spends more time on others than himself. Five verses on himself, but we're scattered all through those verses too. And the rest, I'm praying for his people. What a wonderful Savior. And he knows what's coming. He knows exactly what's coming. He's praying for those who would believe on the words of the apostles. And he's also praying for all those who the Father gave him in eternity, the elect of all the ages. And we've seen that in the last few verses we've studied. Now our Lord Jesus Christ is going to close this wonderful prayer in verse 26. And then he's going to go and finish the work. By dying on Calvary's cross. It's a great substitute of sinners. And we've seen all through this prayer. And Dave you brought it up. All through John. Now you just see everywhere. Sent. 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 He's sent by the Father. He's sent by the Father. To give us life beloved. Eternal life. But what motivated him to do that? His great love for us. See, the same love the Father has for us is the same love Christ has for us and is the same love the Holy Spirit has for us. They're in perfect unity, right? So imagine that. God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit loves us. Oh, we see the Father loves us as Christ loves us. That would be true of the Holy Spirit of God too, wouldn't it? And we see, we've seen Christ's love manifested for us at Calvary's cross, what we just read. You know, that's the greatest manifestation of, of, of love, again, this world has ever seen. When our Lord died on that cross for you and I. And he, those beautiful words, it's finished. Salvation is in no way dependent upon myself. Hallelujah. It's all based upon what Christ has done for us. I'll tell you what, that is the best news a sinner can hear, isn't it? That's the best news. My, oh my. So let us consider this. I was thinking about this today. What an honor and a privilege it is for us to know God. For years I groped around in the darkness, did you? For years. I groped around in the darkness of, of just my natural depravity. I groped, groped around in the darkness of religion. Did you? And one day I heard a gospel preacher. Oh, and the, the Lord just shone the light of his love in my heart. Born again, just like that. My, oh my. And now we... We cry out with Peter, help my unbelief. 
I know you love me, Lord, but help my unbelief. Help me keep trusting you, Lord, and resting and just looking to you. And think of what an honor and a privilege it is for us to know God. To know who he is now. When so many others do not know him. When for so long we didn't know him. Oh my. And you know, without the teaching of the Holy Spirit of God, who again is sent by the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Sent not to reveal himself, but sent to reveal Christ. If he hadn't have sent the Holy Spirit, we would have no understanding of who the Father is. We would have no understanding of who Christ is. So, wonder of wonders. What mercy. God the Father sends his Son to come and die for us. And then the Son sends the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to us. And to reveal to us who the Father is and how much he loves us. That's absolutely incredible, isn't it? Look at verse 25 and 26. We have to read them together because the word and in verse 26 connects us to verse 25. O righteous Father, (coughs) the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou didst send me. Notice that the world doesn't know him but he has revealed himself to those who are his people he says but I've known thee and these have known that thou hast sent me and I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it but the love therewith thou has loved me, maybe in them and I in them. See the word declare there? Now we would think declare would be like, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord, right? Declaring like that. Because that's what declaration is to us, right? You know what the word declare, declare there means? Declared in the, in the Greek? This blew my mind away. To make known. Did we know Christ before we were born again? (laughs) We were a bunch of promises, weren't we? He's made him known. It goes on too, though. Listen to this. To make known, to know, to certify. And then the word declare comes in. Make known, and not like this. Give to understand. We did not know him, and we had no understanding of him, just like the scripture says. There's none that seeketh after God. There's none that understandeth him. None. Absolutely none. And this is, is the Savior saying, I've made known unto them. I've made known unto them, Father, you. Mm. without the revelation of God revealing Christ to us we'd all still be groping in the dark beloved what mercy and we see here that Christ then is the great revealer of the Father and he sends the Holy Spirit to reveal himself and then the Holy Spirit Reveals to us who the Father is too, doesn't he? Oh my. Christ is the great revealer. Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us and God the Father. Who is the very one who sent the Lord Jesus Christ into this world to save us from our sins. There was a time when we didn't know that. Rejoice, beloved. God did this for you and I. The one who cannot be known, 
unless he reveals himself, sent his son into this world to reveal himself to his people. And, he's done, and, and this is still being answered, isn't it? As the Holy Spirit regenerates the lost sheep, right? And calls them by their name to come to Christ, gives them faith to believe like he did for you and I. And now we believe these words spoken by our elder brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my. Do you know that we cannot know God? We cannot know the love of God without him being revealed to us. We can have no understanding of this great love that's spoken of, even though it's hard for us to understand that the Father loves us as he loves Christ. It's truth. It's in the word of God. Right? But if he hadn't revealed himself, we wouldn't have even saw that. You know, I read the Bible before the Lord saved me. You know what it was? Paper and ink. I remember. I remember sitting in a room in Canada, reading the scriptures, going, there's nothing here for me. It was just a book. There, there, was, there was nothing in it that, that spoke to my heart. But I'll tell you, when the Lord saved me, <laughs> that book's alive. <laughs> that's, that's a whole new book there. I'm seeing things I never saw before, are you? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Spurgeon said that. Every day he's the revealer of Christ more and more to us. I was looking at some notes for this message, and Spurgeon brought that out. He said, this, is, this prayer is answered every single day because he just keeps revealing more and more of himself to us, beloved. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. I'll tell you what. Oh, my. And when our eyes are open to behold the loveliness of God, and he is absolutely lovely, isn't he? He is lovely. God is lovely. He's he's. He's, he is love. When we behold the loveliness of God, then our heart goes out towards him. And only because we're born again. And what does he do? What happens? He becomes the most desirable object of our lives. Like Paul wrote, I was writing back and forth to Marcus. And Marcus wrote, we were talking about the message tonight. Marcus wrote, after the Lord saves us and Christ reveals himself to us, Christ is all. That's what he becomes, eh? All in all. That's what he becomes to us. He is our everything. Potentate. Yeah. <laughs> the only potentate. The only potentate. The, the one true God. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? And our eyes are open. We were once blind, but now we see. Now we see, now our hearts rejoice, don't, doesn't it? Oh, my. And this knowledge of God is a knowledge given to us by Christ. It's, it's not a knowledge we pick up by being taught by man. No. Many people sit under the gospel and don't even know Christ. Right? No. It's, it's not a knowledge that we can pick up by academia. Right? You know, we can study and study and study and still not know Christ. Look at, look at, look at Catholics. Right? Look at the scribes and Pharisees. They studied the word of God. And they didn't even know the Messiah they were talking to him. Now that woman at the well found out who he was. <laughs> and then what'd she do? She went, she went back to the city and told everybody. Come and hear this man. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. And that's what happens to us, isn't it, when the Lord saves us? Oh, it's wonderful. So this isn't a head knowledge. No, no amount of head knowledge will reveal the Father. All it will do is cause people to boast. No, we must be born again. We must be born again. We must be given faith to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And then this knowledge that he reveals to us of God, who he is, it's so sweet. It's the sweetest thing we've ever found in this world. Oh, my. And it only comes, this knowledge spoken of in verse 26, only comes by revelation of God. No book learning will ever bring us to Christ. No. Not even the knowledge communicated by a preacher alone. It must be taken by the Holy Spirit of God and applied. And that's why I marvel somewhere between my words and your ears, God the Holy Spirit takes this message, it's wonderful, and blesses you just as he's blessed me putting the message together. Isn't that wonderful? It's absolutely wonderful. I remember someone saying, a preacher a long time ago said, somebody came up to him and said, well, I didn't get nothing out of your message. He says, take it up with God, it's not my problem. Right? Oh, my. I'll tell you, every message I listen to, I get something out of it. I'm, I'm usually, at the end of it, I'm rejoicing. <laughs> that message Brother Travis preached that Sunday was wonderful. But the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. That was just absolutely wonderful. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely, you know, we have to have teachable spirits, don't we? And that's what we want. We, we, we come before the Lord saying, teach me, Lord. We're going through a trial or a tribulation. Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? Right? I, you, you know, we know he's, he's conforming us to his image. We don't see it. But he is, beloved. He is. It's absolutely wonderful. Oh, my. In, in verse 25, we see that the world does not know the righteous father, but God's people know know him only because Christ has revealed him to us. And he sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's revealed who Christ is. He's revealed why he came, right? He's revealed, more, more importantly, what we are and who we are by nature. And we desperately need him, need Christ. And he gives us faith to believe, doesn't he? And we just run to Christ. It's absolutely amazing. And, we, and it says in verse 25 there that we now know that Christ was sent by the Father. That's something we do know. Who made us to differ? Well, it's God. It's Christ and Christ alone. Let's read verse 26 with that in mind. And it brings forth that Christ has declared the Father to we who are his people. Again, what an honor and a privilege that he makes known to you and I, God the Father. And I have declared, made known unto them, thy name. Well, what's his name? Jehovah. Jehovah. The self-existent one. My, oh my. And will declare it. That the love wherewith thou hast loved me, that's that everlasting love, may be in them and I in them. Again, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now look at verse 6. He's going back to something he's already spoken of. Look at verse 6 of John 17. Look at this. I have manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. That's we know as men and women. Thine they were. They were the fathers first, right? We marveled at that when we went through this. They were the fathers first. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. We were the fathers chosen by him, and we were given to Christ, beloved. We're a love gift to him. That's hard for us to understand because we're just, we're sinners, but we're a love gift to, from the father to the son. It's amazing. My, oh my. Thou gavest to me, and they have kept thy word. How have they kept thy word? Because Christ kept us. Zane and I were laughing the other day about how, how that footprints in the sand, first they showed two, two sets of footprints. There were never no two sets of footprints, Zane said. There was only one the whole time of our lives. And that's him carrying us, beloved. Right? From the moment of conception, even before that, he's loved us from eternity. 
But from the moment of conception till the day we die, and then he just carries us home, he's taking care of us that whole time, beloved. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, he's still watching over us. Does a, does a shepherd, does a shepherd stop watching the sheep if he keeps wandering away? No, he's got his eye on him, don't he? Puts that crook around his neck and just gently brings him back. Remember the crook and the shepherd's staff? That staff's not the beat on the, on the sheep. That staff's the beat on the wolves. <laughs> but for the sheep, they get that little crook in the neck. and Come on, come on. Come on back over here. You're my little one. Back in the fold. My, oh my, it's wonderful. So the world does not know the Father. Oh, they, the world doesn't know him. We saw that in verse 25. The world abides in darkness, sin, and death. And that's where the Lord plucked us out of. No matter what state we were in, religion or not religion, he plucked us out of darkness, sin, and death. We're like a brand plucked from the fire. Bought out to burn no more. My, oh my. What happens if that brand still stays in the fire? Whoosh. Gone. My, oh my, beloved. And this knowledge of the Father given to us by, by Christ, Jesus our Lord, distinguishes us from the world. We see that in verse 6 of John 17. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. So we're distinguished by God from the world, beloved. And this knowledge that Christ reveals is the knowledge of who God is, his name, Jehovah. The self-existent one, the one who needs no one, nothing. The one who has no beginning or end. He's the self-existent one. The one who sent, he who is both our Savior and our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh. My, oh my. The one who will be our Savior, but will be the judge of the whole world. My. Aren't you thankful we're safe in Christ? Oh, my glory to his name. And what joy comes to the born-again, blood-washed believer in knowing, knowing that the righteous Father proclaimed in verse 25, this is, this is who we now know. He's both righteous as God, and he's also our Father. The one who is perfect and holy. Is our Father. He's a father to we who are his people. What joy, what joy when we see the righteousness of God and the father, the name father, united in one. United in one. He's our righteous father who's loved us as he loves Christ from eternity. <laughs> We, we can't quite get our mind around that, can we? But it's true. It's a fact. Remember, these are facts being proclaimed. The scripture is a book of facts. It is not up for debate. Our Lord is proclaiming a fact when he says in verse 24, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me from before the foundation of the world. That's a fact. Verse 25, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. That's a fact, beloved. And then in verse 23 it says, 
that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. That's a fact, beloved. These are facts being proclaimed. They're not up for debate. And we as God's people, we believe them because God says them. And we believe it. We didn't believe it before we were saved, did we? But now we do. Now, imagine your favorite food. This is like just gobbling down your favorite, just those beautiful things bursting in your mouth with your taste buds and so wonderful and so good. This is so good. This is the best thing that we could ever feast on, his word. You know why? Because it's food for the soul. It's food for our soul, beloved. We eat food to keep our body going. Oh, how we need to feast on the word. Eh? Soul food. That's what the word of God is. Oh, my. Let's read verse 26 again. And I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare, that, declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be, he, may be in them and I in them. Here our, our Lord briefly sums up what, what he had done and would still do for his disciples and for his people, for all the elect of all the ages, which is to make known the Father to us. And he returns again at the end to what he stated near the first. Again, let's read verse 6. I have manifested thy name unto the man which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. And then verse 26, and I have declared unto them thy name. So he's, he's going back to what he's already declared. Isn't it wonderful? And it's by the Holy Spirit of God that Christ Jesus our Lord is revealing the Father, to his lost sheep. And I believe we're going to learn more and more about God in eternity. That's just my own thought. I think, I think he's going to reveal himself more and more to us. And we're just going to rejoice. We know that, that this is all that he's revealed to us while we're here on this earth. Right? Everything that God wanted to reveal to man on this earth, he's done it right here. Right here, right in this book. But you know, there's so much more about him that we don't even know. I hope he reveals more of himself to us. That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? So we can be even more in awe of him then. I guess we're all going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> one day, one day we will. Oh my, it'll be a wondrous day. And notice who reveals the Father in verse 26. He says, unto the men, who, who he reveals the Father to, he says, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast given me, or thou hast loved me, may be in them, and I in them. Oh, my. But in verse, up there in verse 6, he says that, that the Father is revealed to those who was given to Christ out of the world. I have manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. And the Lord states here in verse 26 then why he's the declarer of the Father's name. Look at this. That the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Beloved, we're going to marvel, and we still do, marvel. The more we grow in grace, the more we're going to marvel at the love of God in Christ. And Christ is known as the Father's sent one. He's the sent one of God, and the deepest blessings and the highest privileges are, are now given and possessed by the born-again, blood-washed saint only in and through Jesus Christ our Lord. In him are all spiritual blessings. All in him. And, and we're in him, beloved. My. And Christ Jesus, our Lord, has made known us to the Father. We have, had, we have had made manifest to us he who cannot be known unless he reveals himself. And we're living proof of that, aren't we? 
Because I'll tell you what, Dave, you and I talked about it in our teenage years and our young men years. We were groping around in the dark, brother. Didn't have a, didn't have a clue who he was. Eh? Yeah. Barabbas is right. We were Barabbas. Condemned. My, what, what mercy, eh? What mercy. Lord says, Lord says like Paul said to Philemon about Onesimus, charge it to my account. our sins being charged to his account, the sinless sacrifice imputed to him. And he who is holy, he who the demons declared is the holy one of Israel, the holy one of God, has paid it all, beloved. Charge it to my account. And then he says, it is finished. We say hallelujah. What a savior. What a savior is Jesus Christ our Lord. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. How striking to note the love that the love not the not now now Spurgeon bought this out and I had to repeat this. He said how striking to note that love, not eternal life or faith or even glory, is the last word spoken here by the, by, the, by the Savior. The last thing that he brings up in this is love, the love of God. And it reminded me of what Paul said, and now... Oh, hold on a second. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of thee is love. Love. Being revealed to us, isn't it? Being shed abroad in our hearts, beloved. The love of God. Christ in us. The hope of glory. My, oh my. And notice also that the love the of the Father dwells in us and only through the mediation of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way it can come to us is through Christ. That's the only way. We see these final words and I in them. Christ in us, the hope glory. And this ties into verse 23 again that just absolutely made my mind blow, I and them and thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. And then he closes with this. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Isn't that incredible? Leaves you speechless, doesn't it? Christ in us, the hope of glory, the love of the Father in us, shed abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And think of the blessedness of these wonderful verses which we've studied in this chapter. Absolutely incredible as we went through this chapter. And let us think of the glorious radiance of the love of God. Let us think of how we think of it now, but let us think of how we're going to bask in it in eternity. The saints in glory are basking in the love of God right now. Oh my, isn't that wonderful? It's absolutely wonderful. So rejoice, beloved of God, as many as the world religions and the world in general do not know God. Well, they don't know God at all. And here we are, we've had God revealed to us. That's why I keep saying we're the most blessed people in this world. We're the most blessed people in this world, beloved. Because the world doesn't know him. The religions of the world don't know him. And yet here we know him as the God of all mercy. The God of all grace. 
the God of all comfort. That's what he is. Scripture declares this in John chapter 1. It says, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came, into the world, he came unto his own and his own received him not. But you know who receives him? <laughs> as many as the Father gave him. Praise God we're included in that number, eh? By the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And we've seen tonight that the Son knows the Father and has manifested, made known to us the Father, to every believer. And we know Christ to be the Messiah, don't we? We know Christ by God's grace and mercy. We know Christ is the Messiah, the sent one of God. In Christ Jesus our Lord, he's declared the name of the Father being Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's declared unto us the name of the Father. Being Jehovah Rapha, the Lord will provide. Christ Jesus our Lord is declared unto us in the name of the Father, being Jehovah, Nisai, which means the Lord our banner. My, oh my, Jesus Christ our Lord is declared the name of the Father, being Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is our peace. Jesus Christ has declared the name of the Father being Jehovah Ra, which means the Lord my shepherd. Jesus Christ has declared the name of the Father being Jehovah Sekindu, the Lord our righteousness. And Jesus Christ has declared the name of the Father being Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So rejoice, beloved of God. He who has revealed the Father to us, his name is wonderful. Wonderful, isn't he? Isn't the name of Christ wonderful to us? Oh, he's wonderful. And he's loved us with an unchanging love. And the love of God has been revealed to our heart. Our hearts. The hearts of every believer through Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm going to close with this verse here. 1 John 4, 9. In this was manifest the love of God towards us. How was his love manifested to us? Because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. What do we say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what a savior. Brother Brian.